summer, everyone, and welcome to this month's episode of Science Unfiltered podcast. COVID-19 has been the topic on everyone's minds for the past few months, and if you are one of the many researchers and scientists analyzing and testing the virus or a potential vaccine for COVID-19, please visit Phenomenex's COVID-19 Resource Center, which is full of USP monographs, kits and reagents, blog articles, and technical notes. Visit the Phenomenex COVID-19 Resource Center today at www.phenomenex.com slash COVID-19 resources. In today's episode, we're going to get to hear from Dr. Ramkumar Dandapani as he discusses everything you'll need to know about gas chromatography guard columns. But before that, let's tackle one of the main trending headlines to hit the science world this month. July held the annual Alzheimer's Association International Conference, virtually of course, as everything is now. And at the conference, researchers from two different studies presented their findings of the possibility that the flu shot and the pneumonia vaccine could it potentially reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease. The first study from the University of Texas combed through millions of medical records with the goal of finding factors that affect a person's risk of getting certain diseases. They found that one of them was the flu shot. Finding this a bit odd, the team took a closer look at the records of about 9,000 people who are at least 60 years old. Some had received a seasonal flu shot, while some had not. After more deep diving into medical records, the research team found that those who received at least one flu shot had a 17% reduction in risk, and people who got regular vaccinations saw their risk drop another 13%. The second study presented comes from a team at Duke University and the University of North Carolina, where they studied the medical records of more than 50,000 people who are at least 65 years of age. Those who received a pneumonia vaccine before the age of 75 were at least 25% less likely to be diagnosed with the Alzheimer's disease. Now, scientists don't really know why the vaccinations might reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. However, there are a few plausible explanations. To learn more about these studies and what it can mean for Alzheimer's disease, visit the Science Unfiltered blog at www.phenomenics.blog. And now it's time to hear from one of the Science Unfiltered's favorite guests, Dr. Ramkumar Dandapani. Hello everyone, my name is Ram Kumar Dandapani. I'm the Global Product Manager for Gas Chromatography here at Phenomenex. Today I wanted to talk to you about guard columns in gas chromatography and how these guard columns can help extend life of your GC separation as well as help with separation of some compounds. The first question I wanted to answer is what are guard columns versus how are they different from the analytical GC column? So if you look at a GC column, especially the wall-coated open tubular column, there are three different layers in a GC column. The outermost layer is the polyamide, which gives flexibility to your GC column. The middle layer is fused silica, which has to be pure in order to get sharper peak shape. And then the innermost layer is the stationary phase. All these three layers are equally important to get a good separation in gas chromatography. Now, when you consider the guard column in the GC, uh, it has only the first two layers, which is the outer polyamide and the mid layer, which is fused silica. Still, the mid fused silica has to be deactivated in order to prevent any peak tailing for the analyte in your guard column. 
People often ask me about what's the difference between an LC guard column versus a GC guard column. Again, let's not confuse that these two techniques, LC and GC, are two different separation techniques and they are complementary to each other. As a chromatographer, I have used both these techniques parallelly to solve chromatographic problems. In LC, guard column acts as a physical and chemical barrier against contamination that enters to the column. In GC, our guard column serves two different purposes. Primarily, it prevents any non-volatile contaminant from entering into the analytical column. It also acts as a sacrificial column because GC customers are used to trimming the column quite often to amputate the bad part from the column. Now, when you have a guard column and you want to amputate the bad part, you're essentially trimming only the guard portion and not sacrificing the actual analytical column. So, you would not lose any resolution uh, even though you're trimming the column. The second purpose of your guard column is that it acts as a retention gap. Meaning, when you have solvents and analytes eluting close to the solvent and you inject it on a regular analytical column in GC, chances are these analytes may not get focused properly as individual bands. So, as a result, you would see a tailing solvent peak and over that, you would see some peaks eluting out. In order to improve peak focusing, you can use a guard column, for example, a 10 meter or 5 meter guard column to your analytical column and help in peak focusing. Here, let me take a step back and explain you how actual separation happens in GC. When we inject a sample in GC, the inlet in a split or splitless injection is usually hot. It's around 250 to 300 degrees Celsius. So what happens, whatever we inject as a liquid, it gets converted to vapor form right in the inlet. And after the inlet is where our analytical column starts. And then the, these vapors enter onto the column head and then since the oven temperature of the column usually starts at lower temperature than the inlet, the vapors start to condense on the first few meters of the column. This space is called as the flooded zone and it occupies around 2 to 3 meter of the column. Now when I have a guard column attached to an analytical column, the flooded zone is formed in the guard column and then it eventually helps the solvent peak focus away from the analytical peak. This is how my GC guard column acts as a retention gap and it will improve the separation of earlier eluting analytes from the solvent peak. To briefly answer the question, LC versus GC guard column. LC guard column acts as a protection while GC guard column can act as a protecting column as well as it enhances resolution of initial eluting peaks. Now let's talk about what are the different types of guard columns available. Phenomenics carries two different types of guard column. One is a ZB guard and the second one is a Z guardian. 
ZB guard columns are traditional guard columns with a deactivated coating and they can be connected to analytical column using a press fit or a ferrule. While the Zebron Guardian is a seamless union of guard column to the analytical column, so it forms a leak-free connection and there is no external accessory involved in the connection. When you buy a GC column next time, don't forget to ask about the guard column options available so that you can extend the lifetime of your column without losing resolution from over trimming of the column. The first instance we will talk about is on cool-on column injection. So in a cool-on column injection, we basically introduce a liquid directly onto a liquid film in the stationary phase. So this will actually cause peak distortion. So when we use a guard column, then you get better peak shape for initial analytes. When we do large volume injection optimization as well, guard column is immensely useful as it will separate the large volume of diluent away from the analyte peak. The next common scenario where people use guard column is when the sample matrix is really dirty. For example, food-based matrix when we analyze for pesticides is a great example. Last but not least, when you do derivatization, Many times there might be inorganic compounds or excessive reagents that are not volatile. In that case, you want to prevent them from entering into the analytical column. And your guard column comes very handy here, preventing them from going into the analytical column. I do a lot of troubleshooting with customers on a daily basis. And this is one question that I get asked quite often. They ask me like how long of a length can I trim in my GC column. Based on experience, we know that up to 20% column length trimming would not actually affect the resolution. However, when you take a really small length column, for example, a 10 meter or 20 meter column, and if you sacrifice 20% of it, then you would actually lose a lot of resolution, especially for closely eluting analytes. So the general rule is 20%. However, when you go for a smaller column, it's always prudent to have a guard column so that you never actually trim the analytical column. Instead, you just sacrifice the guard column. So far, we learned about the benefits of Zebron guard columns including the protection aspect as well as peak focusing aspect and how you can extend the lifetime of your GC column with these guards. If you have any questions related to GC or any other chromatographic techniques, feel free to contact us through phenomenics.com slash live chat and we are here to help you. Thanks again for listening to this podcast and I will see you again with another interesting topic. Bye! Thank you, Ram Kumar. And if you want to learn more, please visit www.phenomenex.com slash GC. If you're ever looking for any chromatographic assistance or method development help, reach out to our technical experts nearly 24-7 through our free online chat service, ChatNow. Visit www.phenomenex.com slash ChatNow today.
We hope everyone is staying happy and healthy and enjoying your summer as best as possible. We can't wait to bring you our next episode. Till then, stay nerdy. Thank you.